And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I can't preach extemporaneously, I need a script. So happy, let me be uh, hopefully one of the first to wish you Happy New Year, even though we are still technically in our Christmas period. So, um, just curious, anybody get any swans today? No swans? No seven swans? That's what, well, some people have dropped the ball here. Um, next, um, after the 12 days, we celebrate Epiphany. You can see the wise men are coming a little closer to the stable. So we're still in that period, waiting for this Christmas season to be done. Now, it may still be Christmas, yay, but a lot of us are now at that point where we're working our way back into our normal life. So some of us have gone back to work. We're back to normal cooking for normal portions and a normal group of people. And maybe even some of the Christmas decorations have started to go back in the box. So, you know, it's that weird time of year where we're still partly in holiday mode, but partly it's done and we're trying to go back to real life. So we've all survived and we're still moving on. Yay. Now, we get a little glimpse into the life of Mary and Joseph here. After the birth of a child, whether it was a remarkable child like Jesus or any other child, whether this baby is the Messiah or not, they now have all the responsibilities that parents have, regardless of the baby. And they also have responsibilities under their own religion. So uh, Jesus would have been baptized, or been uh, circumcised, rather. And Mary would have to go through a period of purification after giving birth. That's what they did as Jewish people observing their religion. So now, after their 40 days, they are going to the temple for the purification rites. And not only that, because Jesus is their firstborn, he is also going to be consecrated to the Lord. So these are all rituals that are part of their life. They're not part of what happens for most of us when we have a baby, but this is part of their life. They are subject to the law, and their child, even though he is God-born as a human baby, is also subject to the law. Now, while they're there, of course, they meet two people. They meet Simeon and they meet Anna. Now, so far, the people we know who are aware of who Jesus is are his family, his parents, Mary and Joseph, Mary's cousin Elizabeth, and the shepherds who were told by the angel that this Messiah was somebody. We know the shepherds went and told people about this, but we don't know what they said or who really listened to them. So probably the news that Jesus is the Messiah had not spread as far as we might think by then. But there are a couple of people who also are going to know. They're moved by the Holy Spirit, Simeon and Anna, to be in that place in that time to see God's promise brought to life. Now, Simeon knows he's been promised by God he is going to see this, so he is waiting for it, and he knows God has told him through the Holy Spirit that this, this is the Messiah, this is the special child. And he gives thanks. And he also has words for Mary and Joseph about the future, that what it holds for this child. 
So Mary, of course, has been told by the angel Gabriel that her child would be given the throne of David to rule over Israel. But Simeon now shares some words that have a little different take. Jesus is not just a king. He is to be a light of revelation to the Gentiles, to the people who are not God's people, Israel. That will give glory to God's people, but the Gentiles are going to learn about God too. All of the promises through, from Abraham through to this child, have been for all people, not just God's people. The entire world will come to be blessed. And then there are some more troubling words. Despite your child being the son of God, his life is not going to be all sunshine and roses. There's going to be upheaval and turbulence, the rising and falling of many. There's going to be resistance to him. People's secrets are, are going to be revealed. Your son is going to cause you pain and sorrow also. And then there's Anna, a person who would have been known to be very religious. She was always in the temple. She was fasting. She was praying. She was a prophet. She also recognized Jesus for who he is and gave glory to God and starts telling everybody about this child. And then they return home, and we hear basically very little else about Jesus until he grows up and takes up his ministry. And we kind of mirror this in our life. We put so much effort and time and waiting. We have a whole season of waiting before Christmas leading up to the birth of Jesus. And we should do that. We should really do that because God becoming human and living on earth is a pretty freaking amazing situation. So we should get excited about this, and we should celebrate this. And it is really, really easy to love a baby, especially if he's a baby God. This message about the birth of Jesus is really easy to communicate to others, and it's really easy to understand. This is something we can understand. This is something we can control. This is a really easy way to love God. And once Christmas is over, we can pack Jesus back up in his manger and we can move on. But we know that Jesus, of course, did not stay a baby. He would have been a toddler, gone through his terrible twos. He would have been a child and he would have been a young man. He lived an unremarkable life for the most part because nothing's really recorded. He probably learned the trade of his father. He would have learned scripture. Uh, he would have learned the Hebrew scripture. He would have learned the law of Moses. And when he became an adult and when he was baptized and took up his ministry, he began teaching and healing and traveling through the countryside, having lived a life that brought all of that human experience together into his divine self to share it with his followers. He would take all of that earthly experience with him as he walked the road to the cross and beyond. So he could use all of that 
in his ministries. He would use all of this experience to challenge his followers. That they were not just following religious regulations because it was expected of them, and that's how you lived uh, a, a godly life, was to obey all the rules. He taught something different. He taught that there are two things that we must do to be in relationship with God. We need to love God. We need to love our fellow human beings as if they were the same as us, not different, the same. He challenged the belief that God is just not a deity up there, unaccessible by people, and the only way we can show our devotion to God is to obey the rules, but he invited us in his followers into an intimate relationship with God, where God is Abba, Father, not some distant judge and ruler that stays in the Holy of Holies and is inaccessible by none. He taught that this God is with us. So the baby in the manger is a great place to start a faith journey. It's a great place. It's an easy place. It's, it's new and exciting, and it's easy to love and cherish. But Jesus grew up and moved away from the manger, and we also need to grow and nurture our faith in God. And there are many ways we can do this. There are very practical ways we can do this. So um, there are Bible apps you can get to read, to read the Bible. You can read about the Old Testament, the scriptures that informed Jesus' life and teachings, because he never read the, he never read the New Testament, sorry. But you can read the Old Testament and find out what Jesus knew and was, ta and was taught, and what he taught from. You can also read the New Testament and find out about the life of Jesus and what Jesus has come to mean to us. So you can read that so to learn more about Jesus. We have in our church, and this might be something you want to start for New Year, you might want, if you're not part of a life group already, you might want to join one. Because when we study the Bible, you have people to talk to and bounce ideas off and ask questions. And of course, as David mentioned, later this, uh, in January 14th, we're starting Alpha, another fabulous place to go and get questions answered and learn about God. You can also come to church every week because we read the Bible and we do talk about Jesus a fair bit. So if you want to learn about Jesus, come to church. Great place. Because what we want to do, we don't want to just have Jesus at Christmas. We want to have Jesus in our life every day in the rest of the year as we go through our ordinary life. Because we know that we can encounter Jesus when we don't expect it. Simeon and Anna found Jesus, the Savior, in the temple that day, brought in by a poor family doing what they needed to do. We know that other people, as he moved through his life, found Jesus by wells, eating in people's homes. And we can find Jesus in our lives as well, in unexpected places. You might even find him here today. You might find him when you go home. You might find him in the shopping mall. When you're with family, when you're at work, you never know. 
because Jesus isn't in the manger anymore. We can still celebrate because he is with us always and he will be with us all year. So even though life is going back to normal, we can still continue to celebrate Christ in our life. The baby in the manger is gone, but he is here with us. So we're going to end this with a prayer. And you may want to ask Jesus to come to your life. You may want to ask that the Holy Spirit moves you to find him somewhere unexpected. So, holy God, we thank you that you gave us Jesus, that we have had this chance to celebrate his birth here on earth. And we thank you even more that after his death, he rose and is still among us. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide us like it, got, like it was guiding Simeon and Anna to see him, whether we're celebrating Christmas or whether we're celebrating in our everyday lives. Help us to recognize Jesus among us. We ask this in his holy name. Amen. We are now going to have a time of prayer. There will be people who can pray for you during the next song. So if you want to ask Jesus to be visible in your life, please do come forward and ask for prayer. If you are praying for something else, for healing, for anything that you need, you can also come and ask for prayer for that. Whatever you need prayer for, there are people here who can help. Amen.